Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Cocaine Cowboys, The Deadly Rise of Ireland's Drug Lords, the live show is on sale now. We're on the road on February 10th at the Lime Tree Theatre in Limerick. February 15th in Cork's Everyman Theatre and on Sunday 18th we're back at Dublin's Three Olympia. April takes us to Galway's Town Hall Theatre, Killarney's INEC and Belfast's Waterfront Studios. Check mcd.ie or venue for ticket sales. In the north as well in terms of the paramilitary organisations have also done something similar and had an expertise at getting these weapons going. I mean it'll never fail to amaze you will it sometimes you see in, in drug and gun seizures around the country where you see these pistols they're from the 1940s they're still going and still of value to criminal gangs they don't have to be modern up to date even the fact that they can fire at all or even can be pointed at somebody it shows they're still of value. I'm Nicola Talent. And you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. A Europol crackdown on illegal firearms factories led to a number of searches across Ireland where components for guns as well as imitation handguns were recovered. While files are being prepared for the Director of Public Prosecutions in relation to the raids, I'm talking with Niall Donald about 3D printers, recommissioned weapons and the sorts of things not to buy online. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Do you know if you had only one question to ask before you died? Yeah. Or maybe that's a bit dramatic. Okay. Before you went home for the weekend. Okay. Um, I would have to ask this as part of this story that we're going to talk about. What the hell is a 3D printer? <laughs> Well, if you'd given me a couple of minutes to research it before asking the question, no. I would have been in a better position to do so. But basically, uh, a 3D printer, if you if you can imagine um, that you, you print out a normal, on a normal printer where you print out a, a piece sheet, of paper. Yeah. piece of paper. So it prints out something solid, basically. So you Made can, from what? Well, made from whatever material you use. So if, if you, you imagine... instead of the ink. Well, something like that, yeah. So you can print out... 
uh, a lot of it would be for for parts for for say you want a part for a car and you could in theory print it out. Mad. It is mad, um, and it's of course like something it's, off like um, you know a futuristic movie. It is, I and mean, like would it be? Plastic, heavy plastic or something that would... It, well, it, it, look, it can be, I don't... Yeah, it could be metal or it could be plastic. So it's basically you're, you're printing out, a, a, you know, a, a 3D... It's a 3D printer, basically. Yeah. You know? So instead a big solid two, object comes out instead yes, of your piece yes, of paper, basically. Yes. And I mean, of course, it's meant to, to revolutionize the world and it probably will. I mean, you... Will we all have one? Well, I mean... I'd like one. You, well, I mean... I know somebody point, has one. Well, I mean, there's different types, of yeah. course. I can imagine. I don't uh, have a, I have less knowledge than I should because well, I didn't I get I didn't get pre advanced. But you know, a lot of them will be uh, a lot of them will be plasticky materials will be used, and you fill it up like you'd fill up uh, like the ink, really. And then it's but I mean, it'd be hugely expensive, obviously. Well, you know, yeah. Okay, three D printer, K nine, one hundred and thirteen euro. Free well, delivery. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, exactly. <laughs> oh, it like it depends. Exactly. I so mean, you're not going to, you're not going to print a gun on that one. And that's why we're well, talking I mean, about them. No, well, I mean, the, the reality is, of course, that people have printed out guns. Yeah. In, in, in across the world in these, using 3D printers or to, they print components and manage to put it together. So that's the big danger so you of. You buy each uh, 3D image separately for the gun and then you print them off and then you make put it together like something like that yeah so obviously like you're not printing it out in just in one go you no. print out bits yeah you print out the components and stick yeah. it together uh -huh. um, you know and obviously um, it's mostly plastics I, I don't I, I presume somebody can do it with certain types of metal but it's generally hard plastics mm. polymers or whatever they're called and you can use uh, you can have a plastic gun basically I mean that is definitely the case. So, I mean, journalists in America certainly have, have managed to do it. I think, I can't remember what organization it was, but they managed mm -hmm. to print out a 3D gun that was fireable. And, you know, so it is obviously poses a big risk. Um, but the reason we're talking about this... Yeah, the reason we're talking about this is because there has been an investigation, an EU-wide investigation targeting the illegal manufacture of firearms. Yeah. And it involves some searches that have been carried out here in Ireland, but um, part of it was that people were using heavy industrial mis machinery to manufacture these weapons and in other bits they were suspected of using these 3D printers to produce some of the components um, to assemble them. Now, this has been a crackdown um, by Europol and the Irish Guardi were involved. There was a number of searches, including one in Wexford. Um, I think the big takeaway from it is that you're not probably looking at big structured organized crime gangs. You're looking at individuals who are buying things on the internet and believing that it's kind of okay to... Well, I don't know if that's the case because I think what the, what Europol are saying is that it, it it originated in Spain and that somebody is doing this on a sort of industrial scale. Absolutely in Spain, but yeah. I mean here. Oh, I here, yes, the, yes. The, the investigations here have sort of Sorry. found that people maybe are sort of, if they just don't, they just ignore the laws in this country yeah. because they can buy something on the internet. Yes. So, I mean, I think a lot of what, what's happening here is that you can get uh, done guns, decommissioned guns for sale. Mm. Um, they're, 
disabled in a certain way. Every every couple of months in Ireland, uh, somebody be brought to court for buying a, a gun over the internet from usually from the US, and it'll be you know you're allowed buy a replica gun or mm-hmm. you're you're allowed buy guns that have been formally put out of action basically and somebody will come to court for buying a gun that's not properly put out of action or whatever so it's common people buy these guns and I think what Europol are saying is that people are buying guns I think it was Canada was one of the sources of these weapons this has been done on a kind of a a, a, a scale by where people are buying these guns and repurposing them mm-hmm. um, basically putting them back into action and uh, I think I don't know exactly how they decommission it, but they take parts out, they weld bits in together, they do various things, and then they can be sold, so you know, safely as as basically as ornaments. Mm-hmm. Um, but Europol did this crackdown across across Europe, and I think they seized they seized a total of seventy illegal firearms, including assault rifles, three D printed semi automatic uh, submachine guns, and pistols, drill presses and uh, ammunition. So they also put up pictures of um, the type of machinery that's being used. Mm -hmm. And they also put out pictures of 37,000 rounds of ammunition and what they described as explosive precursors, Mm -hmm. gunpowder and a a grenade launcher, sort of handmade grenade launcher. So people are obviously, this, this organization based in Spain, they're also buying these explosive precursors, which we used to make pipe bombs or other bombs, but, um, you know, and they're buying it off various places. They're buying these off the internet, putting them all together, repurposing them and selling them then to, to criminal gangs that are operating in, in Spain, I think, primarily. And here in Ireland, the searches were carried out in Roscommon and in Wexford. And what was discovered was some sort of a component to do with the chamber of a gun. Yeah. Um, they would only, should only be available to buy from licensed firearm yeah. sellers, uh, gunsmiths. And, you know, you shouldn't be in possession of no. them, basically, unless they had been bought under license and you have a license for a firearm. There was a few imitation low caliber handguns also discovered. Um, files are gone to the DPP. And uh, the big takeaway, I think, um, for Gardy here was how concerning it is, how easy it is to buy them. Yeah. And of course, um, you know, these, these, I think they're probably looking at the source of these coming from Canada and where they went then around Europe probably led them to the searches in Ireland. But we've seen it before how criminal gangs use these things, uh, use these guns and repurpose them. Uh, probably the most uh, infamous person to do it in Ireland will be Lee Cullen. Um, who is serving, I think it was a, a 21, 20, years. 21 years, a phenomenally long sentence uh, mm. in the UK for basically doing that very thing, buying these decommissioned weapons and putting them back in action. Lee Cullen, uh, how would you describe him? He was, he, he, he's either... A friend of Jim Mansfield Jr., a friend of a socialite type that was involved in the car business and got hit with a massive Criminal Assets Bureau bill here. Ended up, I think, in the arms of the Kinahan organization and particularly with Bomber Kavanagh. Was kicked around a lot over his time and ended up kind of mixing with this crew in Birmingham who were basically recalibrating guns that they were buying in from Calais in France. I think he owed, like Lee Cullen, I mean, it was a couple of million, wasn't it, the cab? Mm. So that was a bit of a problem. But his big problem was he seemed to have ended up owing Bomber Kavanagh, 
a huge amount of money as well. Um, and he, uh, because of the Garda attention and because of dismantling whatever he had in place, he had no way of paying them off, uh, the Kinnahans. So he basically became a kind of a, an indentured servant, I think, mm. to the to the bomber Kavanagh, moved over to Birmingham and was basically told, you're working for the rest of your life for me and you're never going to get paid because, you owe. I think there was, you know, the, who, who knows how much, but a huge amount of money to him. Um, so one of his, while he was over there, he 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 was associating with the with bomber Kavanagh, doing a bit of dirty work for him by all accounts. Um, and in the middle of all that, he was the subject of this major uh, raid where the car was stopped. I remember there was very dramatic CCTV footage of it where they were boxed in by, by uh, he was driving a car with a number of other men, boxed in by the, by the, the armed police over in the UK and arrested. And I mean, if you think, uh, you know, we get long sentences here. I mean, 21 years is a phenomenal amount of time for him to go to prison. He was in the car, of course, with Paul Firth and Sean Edwards. And when the car was stopped and the, the cops swooped on it, they found two of these converted weapons in the boot, as well as 25 rounds of live ammunition. And the court over there heard that a fourth man, Lawrence McCarthy, had ordered the firearms. And interestingly, Birmingham Crown Court also heard that Cullen agreed to do a deal with Edwards in order to pay back 20000 he owed. Yeah. He obviously has spent his life owing the wrong people money. Owing the wrong people money. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he he's certainly serving a long sentence for that. So that, but that's an example of how these weapons that can be bought. I mean, I, I think, I'm not sure in that case were they bought from France or something like Calais. that. Calais. Calais, yeah. yeah. So, um, I think the guys themselves in court claimed that the guns were only bought for a kind of a gangster mo and mall party. Yeah. And that they were really only just kind of for a dress up thing. Yeah. But of course, they were found to be able to fire live ammunition and cause a lot of yeah. damage. They were all found guilty of conspiracy to supply prohibited firearms and conspiracy to sell ammunition. And of course, it's happened uh, in, in, in the North uh, as well, in terms of the paramilitary organizations have also done something similar and had an expertise at, at uh, getting these weapons going. I mean, it'll never fail to amaze you, will it? Sometimes you see in, in drug and gun seizures around the country where you see these pistols. And I mean, they're from the 1940s, mm -hmm. and, you know, so these... Still going. They're still going and still of value to criminal yeah. gangs. Um, they don't have to be modern, up-to-date, they're still of value, uh, even even the fact that they can fire at all or even can be pointed at somebody uh, shows they're still of value for a long, long time. Lee Cullen, of course, famously um, gave a Range Rover car to Katie French when she was dating Jim Mansfield Jr. Um, and she had driven that car the night that she collected a deal on the side of a road and Du Bois and went up to um, a friend's home where she took cocaine and later died very tragically at 24 years of age. Yeah, and it brought a huge amount of attention on, on Lee Cullen, who yeah. was certainly uh, seemed to be mixing between two worlds. Possibly, you know, he was being photographed every now and again, wasn't he, at social mm. social events. And uh, but he obviously had his other his other life going on as well in the background. But I think the Katie French, uh, when she tragically passed, I, I mean, it was such a huge story. 
and the fact that she was in using a vehicle linked to him, it just made him, I mean, he was, it just became, it just exploded. It did. It brought all those worlds together as cocaine often does. But I think probably the lesson from our little chat today is don't be buying things on the internet that, do you know, like people who are into gadgets think yeah. it's okay to buy this stuff and put yeah. it together. It's not. You're going to get jailed. Oh, look, I mean, every, 21 years. every year, every year it happens. Yeah. You have some guy who's a military enthusiast. Yeah. We've had a few of them actually done interviews with us over the years. Military, World War II uh, enthusiasts or whatever buys a gun and finds the, uh, the Gardaí. Knocking on Knocking the door. On the door yeah. yeah, yeah. And you see, that's the thing, you know, you're buying from these organisations, these organised groups who are, are doing this mm. in a very organised fashion. You've no idea that no. they're being ta- and of course targeted by Europol. No. And that Europol is going to pass on all the information yeah. to all the various territories where it's been... And of course, you can just buy a regular gun in America, so... Yeah. You know, why would they move to the states? Yeah, well, yeah. Except, well, but what I mean is they don't they don't know even the sellers that that this could get you in trouble. But every year we had somebody recently, you know, gone around his daily business and 10, 10 armed ERU officers come to his door after he bought some sort of business. And remember, but it was some sort of at least in his version of events, it was yes. a World War Two memorial. Right, thing, it was you know? for his mantelpiece. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, look, we will leave it at that. Thanks a million. Thanks, Nicola. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Claude Amini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.